Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1942, in the cold desert of a small border town in Texas, a group of kind are kidnapped and mass embraced by members of the fanatical sect, the Sabbat. Out of this group, only a handful survived, and through rituals and mentorship, they became the pack known as the Pale Riders. Representing the Sword of Cain, they are wielded by a mentor to cut deep wounds within the heartland of Mexico to the enemies of the Sabbat. Wars on Fire is a vampire the masquerade Sabbat chronicle that follows the Pale Riders pack that consists of Mitch, a Lazombra played by Adam, Coyote, a Ravenous anti-tribute played by Alex, Eldrick, a Caitiff played by David, Jasper, a Bruja anti-tribute played by Joaquin, Cora, a Shimizi played by Slavic, and Richard, a Venture anti-tribute played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Where we left off, you guys had just left the church and had like a little sermon by the pack priestess who basically... Uh, she kind of broke down the story of Cain and why Cain was cursed. And then you guys got back on the road and you guys were heading uh, east again uh, with the church that was on fire still uh, lighting the evening, uh, almost like a, 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 a left a hue in the, in the sky as you guys drove off. I take it you guys are still driving in the same order in the fact that uh, it was Mitch that was in the uh, that was in his pickup truck. It was... Uh, well, 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 I know Mitch was in the pickup truck. Uh, Richard was driving the dairy van that had Coyote and his new bride in the back. And Jasper was driving the Rolls Royce that had the individual passed out in the in the, the passenger seat. Where are you going to be? Uh, what vehicle are you going to be in, Cora? I'll be there with Mitch, I guess. <laughs> okay, definitely. So you guys are driving in. You're about, let's say, about like 100 miles to where you will get to... Uh, the coast, you know what I mean? Gulf of Mexico, yes, definitely. So it will be the coast of Gulf of Mexico. Um, and uh, while you guys are driving, it's about one in the morning right now. Uh, is there any uh, any scenes or what's going on in everyone's head? Let's start with that. So I'm going to start with you, Mitch, while you're driving the pickup truck with Cora next to you. What's going on in your head at this moment? Because you had a pretty impactful uh, development that happened at the, at back there at the church. Yeah, Mitch is just sort of stewing in his own anger and frustration right now, but he's also very satisfied at what he did. Interesting. And would you say that, like, are you trying to, like, hide your your um, your um feelings right now and your body language? Or would you say to, like, someone like Cora, who's, who's got a pretty close relationship with you, she can sense that something's going on with oh, you right now? Oh, it's pretty obvious. It's Mitch pretty is not obvious. hiding anything. What about you, Cora? What's going on with you right now at the moment? Well, Cora's... Sensing, obviously, Mitch's sort of uh, hmm, rage or anger, and but she doesn't want to sort of, you know, uh, calm him down because soon we'll be fighting, and she's also sort of, you know, trying to bring up all those thoughts, you know, the thoughts of the full moon as well, and just to get angry because this fight's going to be something else. So you're also like a little part of her is like kind of like yeah like a berserker you know trying to gather all that anger and oh man yeah and it's like bottling up and like I mean you guys still got a ways to travel but by the time you get there so you're like satisfied in a way and seeing Mitch be discomforted because you know for the greater good it's gonna kind of unleash this old soul warrior that's kind of been had age has kind of dampened him down in a way uh, that that younger youth and vitality it's almost like bubbling up again in a way and then i would say uh uh that's awesome cool stuff so you guys are sitting there quiet in the truck as it's going on what about you uh richard what's going on as you're driving this van uh with coyote you know who's in the back with with the with the bride like everything that happened at the church and the talk and everything did it did it kind of like uh scratch an itch that you had there you know with like some of the answers you're looking for how did that impact you well i think on the one hand richard is a bit confused about the development of Coyote. Um, but mostly he's uh, pondering about what uh, Cora told him about the uh, story of Cain and 
what he can learn from it uh, well in following the way of the Sabbat and assisting the pack in the fight that's coming up. So a couple questions then. You said you were conf- like kind of confused and torn a little bit about Coyote and his new bride and everything like that. What about that? Like 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 what 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 do you mean by being confused? Uh well in a way it's a bit of um I don't know jealousy maybe um when he sees that Coyote yeah. has this uh this brought this outsider into the pack like uh there seems to be a connection between him and this girl but well, uh, Richard doesn't really uh, feel any connection to her. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. The other yeah. side, um, like he wants to see Coyote happy with this girl because Coyote means a lot of her to him. Yeah, that's got to be some kind of conundrum too because like like you said, that's a very valuable point you brought up about being a pack, an outsider to the pack who's now kind of been like brought in. But then also it's almost like you were kind of like the moral compass before, like one kind of time to humanity more, you know what I mean? And now you actually got this human who's kind of weird. I wonder if that, you know what I mean? That plays any part like in the jealousy either. But like you said, though, you're also happy to see him because obviously I would think of the whole pack. Coyote has probably been the, the, the one who's fallen down the, the hole a little bit when it comes to humanity and getting closer to the beast, you know what I mean? So maybe it's an, uh, it's like something that can pull them up a little bit, you know what I mean? And, and, and farther away from Wasero a little bit, if that does happen. When it comes to the talk of Cain and you said now, like it, it's kind of like done well to motivate you for what the pack has coming up and everything like that. Would you say like, so you're saying like it, it helps you understand the Sabbat now and the whole purpose of the Sabbat and like, it gives you a greater sense of purpose now as you're saying, or. Yes, in a way. But also, um, pain. Uh, Cain has gone through a lot of uh, hardships and pain when he was cast out into the land of Nod. And the excursion of the Pale Riders Pack is, is in a way, a very similar uh, travel. Like, they're going to meet this uh, very dangerous uh, enemy, but they're going to come out stronger. Yeah, that's awesome, too. And also, yeah, like I like how you brought up, like, Cain went through, uh, uh, and his traveling went through pain excuse me and like and had to suffer too and i would say like you've seen that in in your pack you know what i mean especially probably you are more empathetic to it seeing that you're more in touch with your humanity you know what i mean the rest of the pack and everything you're kind of like the one who hasn't like slipped a ghost so you're you probably perceived the trials and tribulations that the pack has gone through together and hopefully like you said will come out stronger at the end you know one question that that brings me up that brings up a point how you, how you mentioned how you guys are going to be successful and be stronger in your head in your character's head and Richard's head. Is it just like a foregone conclusion that this is going to go the way that you guys want it to be? And you guys are going to be, you know what I mean? Uh, you're going to, you're going to like pretty much be successful in what you need to do. Well, we have to be successful. Like there is no other way. I like that. That's a future paladin right there. You know what I mean? Or, or, yeah, you would make Illinois be proud. You know what I mean? That's cool, man. That's uh that's a that's an awesome fucking outlook to have. So that that's that's pretty rad. Uh um all right, so uh uh Jasper, you're driving in the in the Rolls Royce and you have this figure who's like just slumped asleep because you know he was told he was conditioned when you're awake him to sleep during the uh, during the night. What's going on in Jasper's head right now as you're like tailing along in the Rolls Royce? Well, he's singing right now that with the whole coyote and the bride thing. He's saying that, well, I suppose that's a step in the right direction. Though, to be fair, coyote, he, he is far more in touch with his beast. So perhaps engaging in the ceremony of matrimony, uh, however, as that it is, could be beneficial for him in the long run, I suppose. Yeah, because you, you were worried about him. Like you obviously last session, you know, you tried to uh, kind of like friendly confront him like a sibling and be like, "Hey, I'm concerned about you" and everything like that. So this is kind of redeeming it a little bit. You're saying and kind of pulling him back because you were concerned for him, weren't you? Yes, because yeah, right now like, our greatest threat is not just being destroyed; it's losing ourselves to the beast. And so he's seeing that, and he's like, "Well, it's a step in the right direction, I suppose." And he like look looks towards his, the human side of him. It's like I need to remember that I I can't let myself go too far either. That I like you know, making sure this human, this, my human driver doesn't like you know die on the journey. It's like that could be a good start. That that'll be a a challenge for myself to see if I can truly uphold oh, wow. my standards, prove that I am. I like that a lot. Better. <laughs> 
I like that a lot, man. That's really cool. Like, he's a pet. <laughs> like, if you prove you keep the goldfish alive, you know what I mean? You'll prove that you're responsible enough maybe to have more responsibility, you know? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a, that's a, that's a, I never figured that's how you would take it with that guy. So that's, that's pretty awesome, man. I like that a lot. So, uh, you guys are, um, is there anything you want to do, you guys want to do before getting to the coast? Uh, Mitch or anything like that? Or are you guys just going to kill miles off the road? Mitch is happy to just keep driving. All right, cool. So, uh, unless anyone has anything else, uh, you guys are driving along. Eventually the, 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 the brightness in the sky from the fire of the church dissipates and again you're you're left uh in the in the in the almost comforting darkness that surrounds the desert as you guys are driving ahead with the headlights burrowing a tunnel through uh through this obscure land that you guys have not been ever been this far deep into the stars though are, are extra bright and the moon just full and round and 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 just illuminating puts this nice sheen across the desert where the desert seems to be sand and shadows vegetations of shadows and 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 uh um rocks just you know what i mean you can see the shadows of the rocks so it's almost like this comforting in a way to you guys because you are you are uh, for lack of a better term, creatures of the night. You know, you you spent your first year or two together, you know, in this abandoned, you know, resort in the middle of Texas. And now you're alone and you're just kind of piercing your way through here. And this is where you guys feel more comfortable, especially that you guys now are a nomadic pack, you know. And so when you're on the run or when you're on the move like this, this is really where, you know, this is where your purpose comes out. Uh, eventually... Mitch and others, but Mitch especially sees it first. Uh, you come upon, you come upon where the, where the, the road goes uphill a little bit. And then when you come over the crest of the hill and go down, you see like this, this dark, uh, body of water, you know, that, that, that is probably like 400 yards in front of you. And you can see the moon is just like, like, like just, just shining upon it. So it looks, Almost like a, a a body of oil, like 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 a huge ocean of oil that's just gently moving, and you can smell through the windshield like salt that's in the air, you know, and you can hear a little bit off in the distance, just just very very slightly. Waves are just kind of like crashing in, and as you look down upon, you see there's this little village that 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 seems to have been you know built up around this one pier that kind of goes into the ocean and you see like kind of like one fishing vessel you know that's lazily just like being carried by the waves that's anchored right by the pier and you see that there's about there's about i would say like uh uh, uh five buildings smaller buildings you know and a couple huts and you see, like, there looks like there could be, like, a small gas station there, you know, that says Petro, and, you know, well, it says gas in Spanish, whatever the word is, I suppose I should know. And as you crest down upon, uh, down upon this village, uh, what do you choose to do, Mitch? Mitch will slow down, and he'll pull into the uh, gas station, and okay. he'll pull up to one of the pumps. All right. It's about... I would say about three thirty right now in the morning, maybe four in the morning. Uh, you know, still not the sun's still not coming up or anything like that. You know, you uh, drive, and you guys see him kind of the, like the gas station because literally, like kind of like the you don't the road ends into this village. You know, the road that was going east. You know, as you come in and you go to this gas station that's on the left. The gas station is kind of like this, um, uh, almost like this, um, not like what gas stations you would think of are today. I mean, there's a couple pumps there, but like the, the building that's attached is not all that glass where you can see in and you know what I mean? It's kind of like this, uh, uh, I don't want to say hut, but like, like a, a wooden, uh, uh, it could be like very well be a house, you know, that someone lived in. And there's like a door that's propped open there. And, uh, and as you roll up and you open the door, you kind of just like the, 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 the temperature is kind of warm. It's about like 75 degrees right now, you know, and you feel like, like you, like I said, you smell that salt, but there's also this breeze almost that you feel like as soon as you open that, you didn't feel like in Juarez or in Texas or anything like that. And it's almost like this, um, 
It's, it, it almost seems like, feels like it would could correlate to the sound of a little bit of, of the waves that you can hear off about like 200, 300 yards. You know what I mean? That you can't quite see. As you come to uh, come along and there's only two pumps, so like only the first two vehicles for now, you know what I mean, could get there. You see this older Hispanic guy kind of get out. He has like brown chino pants on. And he's barefoot and he has like a like a a, a white t-shirt on, like a undershirt, you know. And you see he's like looks like he his eyes are kind of squinty, he kinda of has like um like a five o'clock shadow a little bit, and he has like a gray pony a gray hair that's slicked back in a ponytail. Looks probably like he's sixty-five years old. And he's sitting there and you see he's smoking a rolled up cigarette and he kind of flips it on the ground and he walks barefoot up to you, uh, Mitch, as you're getting out. And he says in Spanish, he's like, uh, you're looking to fill up. Mitchell respond in Spanish. Yes, sir, we are. And he nods and, and he kind of looks, gives you the once over real quick. And he's like, and uh, and he's uh, basically goes and he gets like the pump and he starts, uh, uh, undo, undo, undoes the gas cap on the truck and puts it in there. Heads towards the van. Richard, are you all guy? Are you guys all getting out of the vehicle? Or are you are any of you staying in or what do you got? Like Mitch is gonna get out and walk back to the other vehicles, the van. First. Okay, are you staying? Are you staying in the van, Tillman, or are you getting out? Or I'm getting out too. All right. As you get out, you kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you see, he kind of like the Mexican looks at you, and when he open and he uh, goes to the gas tank, he he's speaking in a language, by the way, Tillman, you don't understand. And he looks at you, Mitch. He says, "I don't see too many of you folks this deep in." He says that in Spanish. We're taking a family vacation. <laughs> he, ra- he raises an eyebrow at you and he looks at the Rolls Royce and he whistles, uh, you know, like a, a sign of like, you know, man, look at that beauty at the Rolls Royce, you know what I mean? He's like, that's part of your family too? Yeah, my brother hit it big with oil. Mm, see? And and uh, are you getting out Jasper too or are you going to wait till like you roll up or you can get out too? We can just say that the guy moves it forward or whatever if you want to do. It's your call. Mitch will uh, walk back and in English, if anyone needs to uh, top off, this village is probably the place. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a friendly way of saying it. So, uh, all right, from uh, I'm going to go from I know what you're doing right now, Mitch. Let's go for Richard. Richard, what are you doing right now, then? Mm, good question. <laughs> well, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> okay, you can uh, think about it. I'll, go back I'll get to back you. to you. All right, sounds good. What about you, Cora? What are you going to do? Well, Cora's probably going to stretch her legs, you know, just, uh, for the long drive and, and say something. Uh, uh, um, I'm quite full. Thank you, Mitchell. That leads me to a good question. How many? I, I take it Jasper's seen the ocean. I know Mitch has seen the ocean. Have you, Cora, or you, Richard, seen the ocean before? Or is this the first time that your characters have seen the ocean? Quite possibly. Yeah. I yeah. Think right. Because so. you guys live pretty secluded lives, you know. And like, I don't know about you guys. I, I saw the ocean when I was younger, but it's there's nothing sometimes more amazing than hearing someone who's never seen the ocean as an adult like explain the first time. You know what I mean? That they've seen the ocean and just kind of like how endless it is. You know what I mean? And how like it kind of it, it brings, I don't know, brings different feelings out in people. So I was just curious, maybe that's something you guys can think about. What about you, Jasper? What are you planning to do? I plan, I get out of the, get out of the rolls and just, just like stand guard and need a truck. Just keep, make sure like, okay, go ahead, stay in there. Don't make any trouble. And well, just <laughs> <All right>. get, <laughs> get like, he's on his honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, Coyote's like, oh god, that's so bad. Coyote's not coming out, and, and thank god the van's not squeaking or anything like that. But, um, so, uh, uh, I, give me a perception alertness for all of you guys. Difficulty six, please. Oh, wow, perception so alertness. I have a uh, specialty in perception. Careful, does that apply? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you re-roll, if you get a 10, you can reroll it. Yeah, if it, I'm rolling two dice. I got six, two successes then. All right. One success for Mitch. One success for Cora. All right. Wait a second. <laughs> He's like, oh no, I had a one. Sorry. Uh, uh, the reroll doesn't count, but I still right. have I mean, three, three successes. 
All right, so you all pretty much notice, like, as you guys are standing there getting out, you're seeing, like, you see uh, kind of standing away from the um, the gas station, like, like shanty or whatever, there's this kid who's, like, kind of, like, walking up. Uh, he's about 10 years old, 11 years old, Mexican kid, uh, kind of has, a, like, these blue jean cut-off shorts that, like, go to the top of his knees. He has, like, some flip-flops on, and he doesn't have a shirt on. Uh, has kind of like longer hair that's uh, like comes down the back of his neck. Some of it goes in his eyes, like bangs and everything like that. And you see, he's kind of like sco- looking at you guys right now as you guys kind of rolling up. And you could tell like maybe he's thinking about like, like, like trying to interject himself into, you know what I mean, to make an introduction. But he's kind of like, uh, kind of sizing you up at the moment, you know. So, uh, uh, and you guys are gonna react to that or anything? Or Mitch will stare hard at the kid. As he pulls out a cigarette and lights it, Richard will also stare hard at the kid and use Auspex too. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you need to roll for Auspex too? I think it was perception, empathy, or something like that. Okay, let me pull it out here real quick. Or difficulty eight. I remember that part. But... Yeah. Perception and empathy. Difficulty eight. Yeah. Go ahead and roll it. Let me know how many successes you get. We'll be proud. I have two successes. Nice. So he's mortal, so he's not a pale, you know what I mean? And you see, uh, I'm looking here real quick, dark green, like envious. <laughs> uh, uh. You know what I mean? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. So dark green, yeah, like right. he's envious of you guys. And he's like, uh, you see, he's looking at Mitch and he, and he walks up to you and he, and he says in Spanish, so you know how to speak Spanish, huh? I turn to Mitch and say he likes the car. <laughs> yes, I do. You guys are on a trip, huh? And he kind of like, he's like looking at your truck and like, look at the Rolls Royce. That we are. Where are you heading to? The coast. He kind of looks, he's like, what, like further down south or what? Yeah, further down south. We're going to go do some swimming. I can get you there quicker. My dad and my pa can get you there quicker than these can. And he motions to the car. How's that? And he points to the boat. That's my dad's. Mine and my grandpa's. Really? Yeah. We make business like that. You speak English, kid? No, a little bit. No, no, not not really too much. Good. Mitch will turn to the rest of the group and in English. (laughs) (laughs) So this kid's got a boat. Can we trust him? He's also got a plan, I'm very sure. Oh, no doubt. But we can just ghoul him and his uh, dad. We don't really need to give them a choice. I don't what know. if we're we're long exposed. on? Yeah, exposed to some. We could probably just hide inside the boat during the day. Depends on what kind of boat. Uh, Chris, how large is the boat? We can see it, right? You guys can kind of see you're about 200 yards away. You know what I mean? So, like, by gauging that, when you guys take a look at the boat, it looks like uh, uh, like the old fishing vessels from back in the 40s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, you know, the kind that did have engines, right? This one's kind of, like, looked at one time. And, again, you're looking at the night, you know what I mean, kind of from a distance. But, like, it looks like uh, it, it's probably about, like, um, 20 yards in size, you know what I mean? It looks like it, there's definitely probably somewhere underneath where you could sleep. Like, there might be a couple cabins underneath. But it looks like it's like a boat that would be used by, like, uh, uh, someone who would who would own it to go fishing and make money off of, like, normally, you know what I mean? Trying to, like, go fishing or, or, or shrimping or anything, like, to that extent, you know? But it's not normally something that uh, is used for, like, obviously, like, luxury or anything. Yeah, yeah, pastures. But there definitely is, like, quarters to sleep underneath, you know what I mean, for people who would go out and use it, so. Does it look like it has a hold of some sort? Oh, uh, has a what? A hold? Like, uh, like a cargo bay? Uh, like, like I mean, looks like, yeah, there could be underneath where they would store, like, their, their fishing supplies, or if they had fish, you know what I mean? There's, like, a free, like, usually boats like that, too. And I would think that uh, you guys would probably be aware of that, but, like, boats like that, too, have, like, a, 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 a section where they put ice you know what I mean? And if they do catch fish or catch whatever, they can throw it in that section and then empty it. You know what I mean? So I would say if you're asking, like, is there somewhere for six kindred and a girlfriend to go, like, stay in? Yeah, there is. You know what I mean? Where, like, light wouldn't be exposed. If that was the oh, case. Oh, yeah, they can just, okay. just stack ourselves like cordwood. It's not a big deal. I mean, dude, compared to where you guys are staying now in the back of the in the back of the dairy truck, it might be a little <laughs> bit more roomier. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Uh, Mitch will uh, <clears throat> ponder for a moment, 
Cora, why don't you and I go check out the boat with this kid and see what his dad has to say. I'm surprised he's up this late. Although, if they're fishing folk, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, he's up. (laughs) Keep your eyes on this dude as he uh, fills our tanks and I guess pay the man however you want when he's done. Alright, I'll make sure that no untowardness happens to any party involved. Oh no, feel free to be creative. (laughs) (laughs) I'm along for it, let's go. Note to self, keep eye on Mitch. Might need intervention. (laughs) Humanity too, baby! (laughs) Oh yeah! Oh fuck, I didn't know it was that low, man. It's like you and fucking Coyote are like on a race right now. Oh no, hold my beer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my beer oh, oh, yeah. I'm have two to worry about. Yeah. Well the thing is Diablo, man, you automatically lose one. So even if you have yeah. one dot in humanity, you can easily go into a sale, you know, like 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 that. So those two take off with the boy walking towards the pier. Uh what are you two guys doing? Jasper, do you know any Spanish? No. I'm sorry, I mean Mexican. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? Like, yeah, just only Mexican, you know? No, I, my education involved mostly up north, so I, I know a few words in French from uh, that one Canadian I'd met, but I don't speak Spanish, no. You see the old man, uh, like, is done filling up, and he motions you, uh, Jasper, to move the... Uh, you know what I mean? What you guys to move the van or the the Rolls Royce or All right. whatever to that extent? Uh, guess we're like getting to kind of like do so, and make sh- making sure like the uh, old uh, his pe- his uh, old man <laughs> pet is like real as like you know sort of propped up, so it's like he doesn't look like you know he's just been knocked out. He's, it looks like he's naturally asleep. So <laughs> like it's a of burning. Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like um. You see that, like, you move it over, and then he, once that's all done, he, like, he's, like, saying, he's pointing to his palm, and he's doing, like, making a, like, making a symbol for, like, you know, two pesos. He's saying two pesos. I, I believe he's referring to wants money. Uh, like, Jasper, like, sort of look through, like, the Rolls Royce, like, what kind of money is in here? Uh, you find, uh, you find in the dashboard, like, there's, like, like crumpled up dollar bills and crumpled up like pesos and shit from like the many people that, you know, Mitch or Cora, whoever has messed with, you know what I mean? And just like, like they just kind of throw the money in the dashboard, you know, and, and you're able to like slowly like take it out and like, you know, meticulously flatten it out and you hand it to the guy to take it or. Yeah. I'll like measure out the, ex- the exact amount. Like, here you go. And then you see he kind of nods and takes it and walks back into this hut and closes the door. You know what I mean? And you see the light go off, you know, and then you guys are kind of sta- standing there now, alone in the dark, you know what I mean, with the moon coming down on you guys, uh, as you see the two figures walk off. Uh, is there uh, 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 anything you guys want to say to each other, or have a scene, or anything you guys want to do as characters? Or I actually think, uh, Richard. Yes? Did Mitch seem more antagonistic than usual? I felt he was less careful than before. Yes, I've noticed he's he's been somewhat unbalanced since you could say that since we left uh, the the hotel. It might be due to his uh, uh, what was to uh, absorbing that elder that uh, that beast we destroyed. It's. Somewhat disconcerting. He's reminding me a little bit of Coyote. You don't think he's losing the struggle? I just feel like we should monitor that. I feel that right now our greatest enemy is not some external force. It is losing our minds to uh, what is what we are now. It is very worrisome. I'm glad you. I'm glad you think so too. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on him. Right. We'll stick together. Ciao. Um, I'm glad I can rely on your support at a time like this. That was a good scene. I like that, man. I like that that you guys are being um, uh, uh, intuitive and 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 like in tuned with because especially with the Baldry, you guys can sense that too. And and it's it's uh like someone on Twitter said about Wars on Fire. It's like a family drama, but like in a good way. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like it's 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 awesome. That's what I love, and I love the fact that like 
there's some people in the pack who are like destroy the the fucking enemy, and then there's some who are like, hey guys, you know what I mean? We're kind of got a cancer within us, you know what I mean? That's kind of like we need to watch out for. So it's a nice balance, you know what I mean, between the two. And I like the concern that like the, the fact that like our leader right now is kind of acting a little reckless, and this is the guy who kind of stopped us from being a little reckless. Like like what was going on here? You know what I mean? So it's uh. It's, it's cool. That's a good conversation. I like that a lot. So uh, Mitch and Cora, you guys are walking down this, and, and these roads aren't paved. It's straight, like, dirt road that kind of goes down the hill a little bit. And you kind of see, like, dead grass that's on the side, and you see, like, a couple of, uh, of, of um, uh, like, you see a general store that just looked like it just opened up a little bit, because this village probably... Like, they get up earlier, you know what I mean, than, like, normal people because of, like, what they have to do. And just because that's how people were back then, getting up at 4, 4.30 was normal for you, Mitch, and you, Cora, when you guys were farmhands, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So you can kind of see, like, a couple huts slumbering, like, you know what I mean? Like, people are getting up, and you can kind of see the first signs. And you see this kid, he's walking, and he's just kind of, like, you know, like, walking, like, briskly, and he kind of looks back at you, and he's like, have you guys seen a movie before? And he like turns around and he keeps like walking forward. Mitchell just he'll, <laughs> like, he'll blink a few times. What? A movie. Like a movie yeah. that they show in movie theaters in America. Yeah, I've seen movies. They, are, 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 do you like them? Are they good? They, they were better when they didn't have sound, I think. Huh. What's the boy talking about? I don't understand all this Mexican talk. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell switched to English. Yeah, Beamer speaking be kind of confusing at first. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so uh, as as he's walking, you guys kind of start coming up to where like the dirt road kind of leads to like a a, a, a like a down uh, the down end of the sand dune, of, like beach sand. You know what I mean? And there's kind of like these these stones that were kind of like put in place for wood to kind of like make a pathway for people who had to walk to this dock, you know what I'm saying? Who didn't want to get like in the beach sand or walk through the beach sand. When you can, you can like, um, and Cora, this is probably new to you. Like when you come like down this dune and you're kind of like walking on this like little path, that's probably like 40 yards to they get to like the, to where like this little dock is at, like a little another drop down the dock is at. You're kind of like, can hear the ocean. You can see, but you can't see it quite hitting the bottom part. Am I making sense? So like, you're walking along the road, like, I'm going to show it vertically, like, right? Like, you're walking down this road, and then there's a drop down, you know what I mean? And you guys are kind of walking down this path, and then you can see the ocean, you can see, like, the top of the pier, and when, and that the, the pier, like, will connect to that dune, but if you wanted to, like, sidestep the pier, there'd be, like, a little another drop down, and that's where the actual beach would be at, you know what I mean? With, like, rocks, and, 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 and you can even kind of hear some sounds of, like, seagulls, kind of maybe, you know what I mean, off in the distance, even though it's not, you know day out yet and you guys are getting to the dock and uh you hear he steps barefoot on the or he steps your sandals hit the dock and as soon as your boots hit the dock mitch you kind of hear like the echoing sounds you know doing as you guys are walking along to where this boat is at and uh you see that there's two figures on the boat and you see uh as you kind of get closer you see there's like a lantern that's on the deck you know what i mean that they have to show light and you see that uh a guy who looks to maybe being about in his 30s he kind of has like uh uh like hair like his son you know what i mean like kind of like looks like it hasn't been cut like in four or five months hispanic guy uh he has like a pair of, of jeans on with like some um looks like some like boots on underneath and he has no shirt on because he's like doing we see like sweat kind of like on a little bit like glistening off his his body from the light of the lantern as he's like getting these ropes going and you see another figure that's kind of like sitting on like a little bench on there he looks to be about 60 70 years old he's uh uh he has longer gray hair that looks like his hair hasn't been cut in a few years he has like a, a wispy gray beard but he's hispanic and you can kind of see that like his eyes have kind of like the cataract uh whiteness you know that are over them and you see like he has his nose that looks like it uh, just has been like um uh, swollen with age and like you know what I mean been broken a few times you know what I'm saying looks almost like almost like it could be like Native American you know like uh, uh not to like I'm not trying to use like any stereotypes but looks like he might not be as a pure Mexican like these two you know what I mean younger ones that you saw that he could be Mexican or maybe even be half Native American or something to that extent you know what I'm saying but he just looks like age and he looks like he's kind of blind at the moment and he's sitting there and he's wearing like uh, uh, chino pants and he has like this button up 
like, you know, cowboy, you know what I mean? Like uh shirt on that you guys have seen in the area before. And he has like this, um, he has like this cane that he has between his legs. And you can see like, he's kind of like, he's, he's sitting up with his head up like a little bit, like he's listening to the ocean. And then when he hears like the foot, the, the echoes of the footfall, you see him for a second, he turns and he's like, like, like he's listening closer to you guys. You know what I mean? As you guys, you three are coming, walking up and you hear the dad say to the boy, like, what's this, what's this shit? You know, and he's motioning to like the, the two gringos and gringa, the gringo and gringa that are standing behind him. And the boy's like, dad, we need money. You said, hey, we were talking about, we could give rides and, and they, they're going South. And he's like, He's like, and he speaks Spanish, he speaks Spanish, and he, like, motioned before, you know, kind of, like, kind of, like, letting his dad know, like, before you say anything, not think they understand, you know what I mean? And he motions to you, Mitch, with his thumb, and you see the guy, the dad stops, and he, as he sees you guys, I kind of stop at the deck, and you see him, like, he puts down this rope that he was working on, and he kind of, like, wipes his, his hands on his jeans, and he, and he kind of steps to the edge of the boat and then steps onto the pier, and he and you see like when he walks towards you, you can see like this guy in a in a way not to be threatening at all, but you can kind of see like the machismo a little bit comes out. You know what I mean? Like he wants to like look like, hey, even though my son came and got you and made this offer, I'm the one who makes the decisions. You know what I mean? Kind of like he maybe his pride was wounded a little bit. You could tell by the interaction with him and his son about him coming with you guys. And he, and you see he extends his hand out to you, Mitch, and he's like. And he goes, Senor, and he like like he wants to shake your hand, you know? Senor. And Mitchell grab his hand and he'll put just a little bit of potence in there to make sure the guy knows <laughs> <that you laughs> someone to mess around with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shakes your hand and he nods and he's like, Is and this is your wife? You can call it that. <laughs> and he like and he like extends his hand out to you, uh, Cora, to shake it. Mitchell turned to Cora in English, so we're married now. <laughs> uh, you know, Coral raise her eyebrows amusingly and shake the dude's hand. And he does it respectfully like they used to do for females back then, you know what I mean? Not like a full-on handshake. And he's like, so it sounds like that my boy uh, offered our services to you. Uh, and he's like, uh, you, you, you guys are looking to travel? Yeah. What can you tell us about your boat? Well, you know, before times were a little rough, uh, we we're a normal fishing vessel uh, that was used, uh, and we still try to our best uh, use it along the coast here. Uh, but um, to be honest with you, uh, lately the pickings haven't been that well. Uh, we're not pulling in uh, the amounts that we used to. So my son here, and he kind of looks at down as as boy who's kind of like standing next to him, thought that maybe we could offer our services for people who need to transport up and down the coast. Uh, it looks like he thought that you'd be uh, might be interested. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at your vessel before we uh, get into the nitty gritty. All right. Uh, and before we continue on, I, I know your uh, the place is called Exol. That's not exactly where you're heading. That's like the nearest big. Are uh, actually stopping at a little. Uh, actually, you. I would say if you're asked, you would. Uh, uh, Called, going to a town called Capeche, C-A-M-P-E-C-H-E. Not sure how that would be pronounced. Campeche. That, but uh, is the 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 village extool that you guys are looking to? Yep, that's it. Yep, would would um uh be like right before the bus, not on any map or anything like that. Hmm. I hope that makes sense. So he uh, motions you along uh, to to follow him onto the boat. He helps you, Cora, like offers a hand to help you hmm. on, and he's like, uh, "Would it just it's just you two or?" Yeah, there's, it's just us two. No, no, no. He's motioning like, oh. like he's asking you guys in character. Is it just you two who be who be utilizing who, who need a ride? No, we got a few more. They're uh, filling up our gas tanks at the moment. So he's like, uh, we can fit like we can fit about ten. We have uh, three rooms down there that that can fit about you know comfortably two or three in each we have cots in there or like bunks excuse me three, like there are three stacked if you need and he's like where are you heading to by the way we're heading down to uh Campeche. oh and he's like that's gonna take a few days um i can get you there he's like uh we'd have to stop to fill up the gas here uh along the way if you don't mind but uh 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 we can we can do it we can make that work definitely uh, it would it would cost I'd say and and he like look he you see he's kind of doing like math in his head 
And he's like, um, 100 pesos? Does that sound good? I think that's fairly reasonable. Now, we we have some food here, but to be honest with you, uh, you, you, you know, you might need to pick up meals when we stop along on the way or i mean my we we have some um and he starts going up by having like perishables and you know what i mean some canned perishables and stuff like that sort of predatory smirk i expect that we will don't worry we don't eat much you see the guy stops for a second and he like nods a little bit you know to you like skeptically and you see he pulls like a a shirt that he had on before he started doing the work and he kind of like throws it on he starts like you know snapping the buttons on the shirt and he's like all right um He's like, right, how about this? You go get the people that you need you need to bring with, and uh, we might as well. We could probably get going. You got anything down in the hold right now? No, not nothing really. We 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 haven't. You know, we haven't even. We were gonna dock out and try to do some catching, but no, not not that. No, not now at the moment. I'll tell you what. We got a hundred pesos for the trip alone. You keep to yourselves and follow our directions closely, and we will double it for you. Yeah, you got yourself a deal. Definitely. He sticks his hand out to affirm the deal. Mitch will shake his hand, and he'll turn, and he'll translate all of this to Cora. By the way, Mitch, do you know how to drive a boat? Do I know how to drive a boat? I don't think boat? so. I mean, I can drive I a think truck. I- <laughs> oh god dude that's uh, the same uh, right <laughs> baby steps man baby steps dude uh okay maybe i'll have him teach me at night <laughs> just in case well yeah that was that's what i was thinking just in case just in case something happens <laughs> i expect something will happen very prudent of you well, I suppose we should go tell the others. Yeah, let's start the walk back. All right, so you guys walk back. Uh, uh, Jasper and uh, um, Richard, you see Cora and um, and uh, Mitch come walking down the hill, making the ways down to you guys. Scenes on you guys. Go ahead. As Mitch approaches, he'll uh, give Jasper and Richard a look. So I've acquired us a boat. They're going to take us south, cut a good chunk of travel time off of our uh, itinerary. Ah, uh, is it is it a uh, is there room for all of us? Yeah, there is. Or we can make room for all of us, one or the other. What we need to do now is figure out some way to have someone take care of these uh, vehicles while we're offshore. Mm. That is a dilemma. Perhaps... Well, we have two. Do we? We don't need it. We 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 could leave. Uh, I know we could try to leave our, my driver here, but then that would be a conundrum of like how we would act. Those maybe we could try something with the uh, Coyote's new bride, something along those lines. We could try paying them. Or we could just locals. we could just pay someone to take care of the cars and protect them. I'm not and sure we can trust anyone here. I think they're at least going to steal the Rolls Royce so we can say goodbye to that. I'm Unless we sabotage it. I mean, we can always come back and, well, <clears throat> get our due. That is very true. Whoa! <laughs> you took our car, we'll take your population. <laughs> Whole village of, well, corpses. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can... feel that such it seems a bit needless to me if we went that far. But I agree. For right now, that the best solution would be to hire someone to do that. Why don't we see if this gas station minion will uh, be someone we can pay off? So, uh, you're gonna go knock on the door or something to that extent? Yeah, Mitchell, walk up and give a few polite knocks light himself another you see, cigarette you see he, the figure opens the door and you can kind of see that like there's a uh a lantern that's on there uh uh and like you could see like there's this like wood stove uh wood stove that he's like making coffee on you know at the moment and everything you can smell the coffee and he looks at you like yeah hola senor 
My family oh. and I are going to take a boat further down the coast from your village. We're going to be leaving our vehicles here. We would like to entrust them to you. How much will this cost? To ensure that no harm comes to them and that they are here upon our return. He looks and he's like, hmm. You see him look for a second and he's like, how long are you going to be gone? Probably about two weeks, we'll say. Let's say uh, 25 pesos should be good. Tell you what, we'll pay you 25 now and an extra 75 if they're still here when we get back. Shit. Goddamn. He's like, yeah, you got yourself a deal. And he like shakes his head. He, he like, you know, he looks, he's like, just pull him in the back. He's like, I got, and he's like, I got a shed back there. I'll get some tarps. We'll throw them over. They'll be good. Don't worry. No one comes around these fucking parts anyways, you know? Excellent. Thank you, sir. Sweet. And Mitchell. So we'll say, go ahead. Mitchell turn back. He'll look at Jasper and Tillman. You two, please take the cars around back. Jasper, pay the man. Yes, brother. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Hey, do you like World of Darkness? Do you want to introduce your friends to it? But there's one problem. Nobody reads books anymore. This presents you with a problem, doesn't it? You want to get your friends into these awesome games, but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them. Well, that's where Brett the Hitman comes in. Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style. Flair. Humor. <laughs> and of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies. <laughs> Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now. If only for the dank memes. Tune in today! The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing.
The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. channel the video journals of Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey is a character I play in a live action vampire game called New England Nightmares which uses the new Finite Studio rules for Mind's Eye Theatre. The Chronicle's set in the city of New Haven, Connecticut and we run on the third Saturday of every month in Southington, Connecticut. Most of the credit for the stories told in my journals comes from the plots developed by the amazing storytellers who run my game. So the videos on my channel are basically an in-character video logs of the newly sired Ventrue Micah Bailey. They follow him from his days as a naive mortal, to his violent embrace during the Anarch Revolt in the City of London, and on to his arrival in the shores of New Haven. The journals show Mike trying to come to terms with his kindred nature, his powerful but impure blood, and his attempts to hide his past from other members of the court of Prince Lucius. They put out updates every two weeks, and I love feedback and questions, so check out my channel, subscribe, and leave me a comment.